0: You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast.
1: All right, well, thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Uh, my name is John, and our episode today is sponsored by Kingbird Coffee and Flyboy Donuts. Our guest today, Izzy Stone. And the plain glazed donut. It's a I, good one. I, I asked your favorite, and you went just plain glaze.
0: It is. It's a good one.
1: I, I mean, a lot of people want sprinkles, want the fancy stuff. You just go straight dough yeah. and frosting.
0: Well, you know, I'm not super like I'm a sweets person. My mom is the one with a sweet tooth, but I just kind of, I like plain.
1: You, so so this is kind of, you. you just like plain, is that... In, in any way descriptive of who you are?
0: No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not the person who goes to every restaurant and gets chicken strips. Believe me. <laughs> okay. That no.
1: Well, I notice so I notice for those of you that are watching, not everybody's watching, some are listening, but you right. have you have brown hair, but you have green highlights.
0: Right. It was blue. It was
1: blue. <laughs> okay. Right.
0: It's been that way for about a year. I, I really wanted to do it, and um, my mom was hesitant because, you know, you're growing up, and then um, in older, um, like years ago, you know, it wasn't always a good thing to dye your hair different colors. You know, people thought that maybe it was unprofessional, so you would have a harder time maybe getting a job or something, but I feel that in um, today's society, it was more seen as a fun thing. And so I, I talked to her about it, and we said, yeah, okay. So, I got it dyed blue and it's been that way for about a year. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. Thank you. I like it. Tell us a little bit about your family and kind of that. You mentioned your mom. Mm-hmm. I know your dad. He's he's one of the people that's a huge fan of yours. Yes. I know you have a lot of fans, but <laughs> well, your dad, I, I would think, is probably one of your biggest fans.
0: Yes, I think he's proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I was born and raised here in Brandon. My mom is from Brandon, her family is too. Um, well, Her, My grandparents are from Minnesota, from, I think it's Murdoch, Minnesota, and um, Wilmer, up in there. But then my dad's family is actually from Brandon, like, originally. I can find, um, in the old posters along the wall of Brandon with all of the graduating classes, I can find my grandpa and all of his siblings in, like, one of the first posters. I have, like, pictures of them, the stones. Yeah. My mom, she teaches at BE. She's a reading specialist. She used to be a special ed teacher, but it opened up and she just loves helping kids. My dad is an architect. He went to NDSU and my brother is my brother. (laughs) You know, you always got that sibling thing going back and forth, but he's a sweet kid.
1: He is a sweet kid. So he's, you're the oldest.
0: I am the oldest. Yes. By three years.
1: Three years. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So that's your family. Now, you're graduated. You've, you've went through the whole, the Brandon experience. You had it from, you know, all the way. What's, what's next? I mean, are you, tell us about the horizons that are expanding for you.
0: I'm going to Augustana university, um, which is actually a funny story because when I applied, I applied to Augustana college, which is different. Apparently sure. it's in Indiana. And so I, <laughs> I got this email and they're like, did you mean to apply for Augustana college? And I was like, I thought they were the same thing. So we had a little bit of trouble there. But then, yes, so I got I got accepted, and it was fun, and I'm getting some scholarships for singing and for my ACT score. Um, and so I am excited to go because I think space from your family is always a good thing, but I'm also close enough to home that if I get homesick or I need them, then I can. Yeah. Um, you know, a big decision for me whether um, – I wanted to go to Augie or a different school is I've always wanted to travel. Don't get me wrong. I love Brandon, but sometimes the winters are a little, just a little too cold for me. And so I always, I'll always come back because it's just, it's such an amazing place, but I wanted to travel. And Augie has an amazing travel abroad program. You can go anywhere in the world and you can still study. So
1: if you could, if you could pick right now, where would you want to travel like this summer? If you could go anywhere on the planet, where would you go?
0: I would go to Europe. Europe. I know. I I would go everywhere. But, you know, (laughs) right? But um, I want to – I think Europe as an overall place is because you can visit so many things at one time because you can drive across the different countries. You know, they're so close together or, you know, you can go and visit all of these um, amazing countries with so much history and so much culture, which I feel like we don't always get in America. I mean at least – I don't, you know, yeah. because it's a wonderful place here. But um, like our ancestors who came over, you know, um, if you don't always keep those traditions alive, it doesn't always stick. And I think it would be really cool. My family is very Swedish, and I think we even have cousins in Sweden. So I would okay. like to go visit them. I think that would be very cool. Um, my grandpa is actually 100% Swedish.
1: So. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of wanting to, to to grow and expand your world even beyond – you know, Augustana, you want to mm-hmm. leverage that to, uh, what would you see yourself, like, say, after you get your degree? And, and you're, do you know what degree you're going to get yet, or you, have I, you thought about that yet?
0: I think I'm going to double major um, okay. in education and something else, maybe theater. But I just know that, like, if I choose something more niche, then it's always harder to get a job in that area. But if I can fall back on education, then that's always a good thing because I could – if I get a job in the niche category, that's great. If I don't, I can fall back on teaching, and I could even teach that category in a high school or sure. in a college or whatever I choose.
1: Cool. That's mm-hmm. a great plan. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. We need, we need good teachers, and uh, I th- I'm so so encouraged by that because I think the tendency sometimes is to think about ourselves mm-hmm. and making a lot of things, doing a lot of things, but for you to say, hey, I want to get something as a degree that I can give back Mm too it's pretty pretty special what um travels where did the interest in travel and that where did that come from is that something that was instilled in you by your parents or teachers where did that where did that come from
0: I don't know so um honestly I grew up right in here and we always went camping and I just loved it I was the I was a kid my parents were a little bit worried about because I'd climb like all the trees and they're like do not fall, <laughs> do not fall. And I was like, it's fine. I know what I'm doing. I never fell. So, what can I say? But um, I mean, my dad and brother grew up fishing and hunting, and I tried. I really tried. It's not. It's not my thing. I just don't like. Um, I don't. I don't like seafood. So, like smelling the fish and catching them, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> but I do like like target practice and things. So I like doing things that are adventurous, or I like going in the park. And I um, the state park is behind my house. And so I've always loved um, adventuring through there. But I also – in sixth grade, my teacher, Mr. Lochner, was very – a very nice guy, just very immersive. We actually got to go in the state park for three days and pretend that we were different ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. And he taught us all about, um, you know, different religions and different things, and I was just enamored by this. I think that different cultures and different things like that are so cool, and I went. I really think if you can expand your horizons by um, visiting different places, you have a better worldview and you can understand other people better. And I have a strong calling to help people. And I would like to be able to take a look at everything around me and look at all of my resources and everything I know and be able to help specifically with that.
1: So That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I I think that's something that, when we think about the community of Brandon, I have this idea in my head, um, having chose to come to Brandon to be part of that sort of a team to help people take the next step. We, I have this vision of us as like kind of a platform. Mm -hmm. Like what we do in Brandon is really purposed to send people to wherever they're being called to go. Oh yeah. And so to, to hear you say that, you know, and having just walked off the graduation stage, you you've got an idea of where you want to go and how you want to make a difference. That's pretty cool. Um, talk a little bit about your, you know, you're involved in theater. Yes. What, what other things are you involved in?
0: So I have played tennis and golf and I'm in choir and I w- used to be an oral and terp. Right. Um, and I've done many things. I was in trap shooting for a year. Oh, nice. Yep, one year. And then I was in biology club a little bit, and then I was in, um, what's it called? It's where you make stuff up on the spot. I'm losing the word.
1: Extemporaneous?
0: Improv club, yes.
1: Improv club, there you go. Yes.
0: And I just, I really like just random stuff. I have a million hobbies. It's so bad. I actually take up an extra room in our house. I feel terrible about it. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I just have, like, so much stuff. I have a sewing machine, paints. I like woodworking. I like doing no, it yeah. all. And so um, I'm very, I guess, a well-rounded-out person. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's always really nice to have different experience in different categories. Mm-hmm.
1: What would you say, just just for – in in all of the things that you've been a part of, um, I I got to see you uh, be the bird lady in Mary Poppins. (laughs) Right. Amazing, amazing job. Thank you. I, not being, um, not necessarily being familiar with the theater and stuff, I was struck by the community aspect of it and how you guys all work together and just watching it play out. What has been a, a favorite role that you've played in the past, if you could, could you narrow mm, it down to one? I could, had-
0: I think I could. Okay. I've been actually in 18 or more shows um, since I was a kid, <laughs> right? I did I did everything I could at Brandon, and then I also did um, some stuff at the Orpheum and at DAPA. I personally, I think the role I've been the most proudest of was I was Maria in The Sound of Music um, two years ago. So... That was just very. I worked really hard for that, and I was really proud of it. So that's my.
1: That's probably my favorite. Yeah, an iconic role, Mm -hmm. obviously film stage. Um, Julie Andrews, Mm -hmm. obviously a major, you know, influencer of of the arts. Um, Tell tell us a little bit about how you get into a role. How do you you said you worked hard. Right. It doesn't look like you're working hard. It looks like it's very natural.
0: <laughs> right. And being on a stage is very natural. Um, after so many years, um, I've just – I've actually started to associate the feeling of like when your stomach turns upside down because you're nervous. That actually makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've just been um, – so I started when I was in first or second grade. I usually just go with that, which is quite funny because – Ms. Driscoll is one of our teachers at the school, amazing English teacher. I was actually in a play with her, which mm-hmm. is because she was in Susical, which was the first show. And I was a little who, oh
1: sure, little tiny sure. me.
0: But so I had been practicing with my vocal teacher. Um, I'd been practicing because the lonely goat herd is very hard to do. Um, the slides in your voice, you don't want them to slide. You just want them to like move up and down um, mm-hmm. and sound very <laughs> professional. So I'd been working on that for a while. And, you know, we had two years to do this because of COVID. So um, we auditioned for it, and I had gotten Maria, and I was very excited. And then we got cut off because of COVID. And then we decided to do it again the next year, which was probably very hard um, on people. I know that being an ensemble for that show wasn't as exciting because there wasn't a lot of um, ensemble scenes. Like in Mary Poppins, we had so many dances and so much fun. But I know that the sound of music was hard on some people. But what I did is, um, you know, I watched the movie. Obviously, I had seen it, but um, it was just very fun. And I had all of the kids. And being in theater is like being in a family because we are all just nice to each other. And that is is our thing. Miss Siddig tells us all the time. She's like, be nice to each other. Because that is some of the worst thing you can do is push someone out of a of a realm of what they love by being mean to them. And you don't—you never want to do that because theater is sometimes um, soulless. And I think it's a chance where you can be someone else and do something else that you love. It's different from what you know. And I personally love that part about it is because I want to be anything and everything. And I think theater provides me that little bit of—I get a taste of everything, right? I get a taste of, like, being a mom. And I get a taste of being a sister or an old woman. And I get— and it's so much fun because um, even those kids that like I had um, last year in the Sound of Music, they're still my kids. Like I yeah. love them so much. And um, um, Andrew played Michael this year in Mary Poppins, and I just love that kid so much. It's it's funny. I just I'm like son, come here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a really it's an awesome. Community, and we actually have people try out like um, their senior or junior year, and they're like, "I wish I had done it more." It's because the community of people we we have to work together, and we we have to be a family, and it's it's really wonderful. It's definitely provided me with um, lots of love, and it's given me um, a lot to work towards in life. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, this is going to sound like I'm tagging on, but it's so it's so cool to see that I I grew up in my. I didn't have the same kind of, um, I guess, experiences or opportunities, but I was involved in theater. And my music teacher, uh, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Zabka, she had us watch The Sound of Music every year on, you know, one of those extra days of school where Mm -hmm. there's really nothing to do. You just kind of have to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember as a little kid watching it and just being fascinated Mm -hmm. with the idea of The Sound of Music and, um, you know, climb – climb every mountain i mean what a more perfect mantra you know for a young person and the the way that uh, that maria introduces that idea right. to the to the kids and and for me i i tell people this all the time and i, I mean i have some favorite films but right. sound of music for me is like one of my favorite films and um i guess when i think back like regrets like not being able to see that like for whatever reason, like, I'm so, like, what do you call that? Like, just regretting, like, that I didn't get to see you in that. Um, but you have to be on the ball to get a ticket for the musical. And oh,
0: it. yeah, you do. You have to. It was actually really funny. This year, <laughs> Ms. Siddig used the analogy that people were scalping each other to get tickets. Yeah, It was insane. Like, people were like, scrabbling for them because, uh, yeah, we only have a certain amount of shows because show week is so draining on us. Yeah, like, it's. Right. It's so amazingly draining. Sure. Because you just, you go home and you're just like conking out. Well,
1: and and all the, you know, to to put all that together in what, two months? Was it two months of rehearsals? Mm -hmm. Because we
0: finish our one act in January-ish, January, February, and then we audition then, and then we have March, April, and we perform.
1: It raised the the prices. Right. Let's talk to the city (laughs) about it, like. Let's raise the prices. <laughs> right. I mean, we we need to do that, seriously, mm-hmm. because um, it is it truly is something. And we're not trying to make money. It's not about money. No. But it's about getting people to uh, – sorry, I don't want to get anybody in trouble for suggesting that. But I think $5 for a ticket, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can raise the prices. Yeah. But, um,
0: I think it's more about the love of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um As a kid, I was like, I love doing this. And I kind of wondered, I was like, is this a selfish thing for me to be doing? You know, because like um, in different sports and things, you can play for someone else. You can play for the community. And I guess now that, you know, now that we're talking about it, um, after a couple years past that, um, we I know that it's for the community and it's for the joy of others. But when I was little, I was worried about that. And my mom went, no, you're doing this for the joy of others. And it just kind of clicked, and I was like, "I love this, but it makes other people love it." And I just felt that that was a very personal connection to people. When people come and they just love it, it makes me so happy. and it it's really fun
1: mm-hmm. well, I, I want you to to always keep that like my my heart would be that you' all never lose that. You know, never lose that because that's where you know you'll find true joy and meaning when you are able to get outside of yourself and see that it is for others. I mean, that's a huge part of, Mm -hmm. of growing up. And you're, you're very, very, um, I would say very blessed to have had that experience here in Brandon Mm -hmm. and get that. So you get it (laughs) easy. Anything else you want to say? I mean, you, you, you spent like the first, you know, phase of your life here in Brandon. Is there anything you'd want to say to people in Brandon, uh, or, or, or people, maybe some of your kids behind you that are coming up, what would you want to say or advice you'd want to give to to people of the community or Um, in the community?
0: Do what you love. And as cliche as it seems, you know, I did all of these things for a year or so, like trap shooting, oral Turp, or whatever. And I got so, so, so stressed out my junior year. And I have clinical anxiety, so that's kind of normal. But, <laughs> And I just, I had to cut some things loose. And it felt very freeing because I know that I, I loved doing these things, but you don't, doing what you love should not be stressful. That is my main thing, is you want to do something and you need it to bring you joy, but you shouldn't do it to the point where it's not fun anymore. It's the exact same advice people give each other about, like jobs, right? So if you go into something, um, let's say I love theater. Well, if I become, um, if I try really hard to become an actress, there's also that um, scary part that it could become draining and I wouldn't find love in it anymore. And so there's a very fine line of that, you know, do what you enjoy but don't hurt yourself doing it. That's what I would say to everyone um coming up in the ages but to people in Brandon you just really made you made my childhood worth it. We used to have <laughs> serious. We had um, neighborhood parties. We would um, we'd have bonfires in our driveway and it was basically just an invitation. People would come over lawn chairs and a beer and they'd just come sit down and we used to all play ghost in the graveyard together and it was just fun actually. I have a gruesome story about that, but I suppose I won't. <laughs> my brother broke his fingernail off. There's a hole. Oh, my goodness. I know. It was, a, it was like, how do you do that? Playing ghost in the graveyard. What did What did you do?
1: <laughs> Perhaps it was a ghost
0: that did right. it. Oh, that's very true. Very
1: could, true. could be. I'll that's tell a, Evan, if you. If you're back, so you said your backyard is a state park, so. Well. So So I mean, there's stuff creeping back there. <laughs> that you might not be aware of.
0: It's so I live here, and across the street, my neighbors live here, and the state park is right there. So I actually live across the street from the people who have the back, the oh, state gotcha. park in their okay. backyard. Yes, we have found snakes in our lawn though, like a little baby one. My yeah. mom is terrified of snakes, but like I'll pick it up and stuff. It was cute.
1: What, so what are? Is there anything that you're afraid of? <laughs>
0: Missing out on things.
1: Um, I really
0: think that's my biggest fear. I realized it when I told my mom because, like, you know, I want to be everything. It's actually – it's strugglesome. It was really, really hard for me to pick a major um, because of that because I think business is interesting and in biology and traveling and his history, and I, I, like, love it all. Yeah. And so that's a little scary for me. But I then I figured out the – I think I have – Fear of missing out. I I guess it's called FOMO, which is a little, I don't know if I love that acronym, but I guess.
1: Well, you know, just always realize, you know, whenever, you know, you feel like you're missing out on something, understand that your father graduated from NDSU. Yeah. So you're firmly grounded in Americana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, it's funny. When he went to NDSU, they used to call him the old man. Because he went to the military, and so he was a little older than everyone. <laughs> and so they called on the the old man, and he was just like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." I was. He and I were in, in college together at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were we were and didn't and we realized this later. Mm-hmm. He and I had a conversation. We realized it later, but yeah, we were there at the same time. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of cheekily reminding right. him. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have you have those good strong moorings besides Brandon. So. Right um izzy stone thank you so much for taking time today and sharing with our community beautifully thank you for sharing of just course. your story and uh, i know this will be an inspiration um, and hopefully uh, best to you at augie and uh, keep us we'll uh, do our best to keep updated but please stay connected let us know what you're doing uh, theatrically i don't want to miss another one of your roles All seriously right. I wanna make sure that I get to, to, to in on all those, so.
0: I suppose, I'll let Mr. C know and he can spread the news. How's he is that? good at that, isn't he? He's, yes, he's good.
1: He's a lot of so that's good. Well, hey, thank you Izzy, appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks!